tell them here and let them be. Well, I got something deep inside of me. I can't hide it anymore. It needs to be so free. There's no time to let this tale get old. No, no, no. It's the best. Hello and welcome to the show, my guest. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, it's the head coach of Texas A&M Corpus Christi women's volleyball team, uh, Steve Green. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, this will be fun because I've known, I actually grew up with Steve, so I've known Steve since the seventh grade. So, uh, you know, we're part of each other's childhoods, but then uh, Steve, when he went off to college to play collegiate volleyball, was when he embarked on his now career as a coach. And so he's kind of moved around a lot all across the U.S. So, you know, I've kind of stayed in Southern California. Uh, but obviously we're still friends. We keep in touch and we hang out when we can. But uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's that's Steve. Um, I So one thing I, I tell people that are on the show is, like, I tell them something I, I don't really haven't had a chance to mention. But... Um, yeah, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but I always found it kind of cool that, like, because you grew up really into volleyball. Yeah, definitely. And that's how I got into volleyball, just because like, we were friends. Yeah. Not because of volleyball, but then, like, you want, you were playing, and I was like, oh, I want to play. And then yeah. eventually we got, we all got, like, our little group of friends got really into volleyball and, and sports <laughs> in general. Yeah. Uh, and so then, like, but then you continued with volleyball <laughs> as, like, a career, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah. And now you're, like... Because I'm always like, oh, my friend coaches D1 women's volleyball. Like, that's, like, a cool. Like, I don't know. Uh, and, uh, you know, to know that you used to manage Baskin-Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was only the assistant manager of Baskin-Robbins. <laughs> I was not even the manager. <laughs> that's right. But you didn't even have, like, experience in retail before you got that job. No. Which was kind of funny <laughs> about that whole, that whole story. So to know that, like, you know, you're – your friend used to manage Baskin Robbins, assistant manage Baskin Robbins, and now he's like coaching women's, you know, volleyball, sort of the highest level for college. Um, yeah. Is yeah, it's cool. I don't know. It's so weird. It's yeah. kind of weird to me, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you know, I've seen you do like press conferences and stuff like that, <laughs> and like I've seen you on TV, you know, coaching, you know, like on Fox Sports, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so it's just, it's weird. Cause it's like, I know you from a certain point in our lives as kids. Yeah. So it's like, you're still like that person to a degree mm-hmm. to, for me, but <laughs> you know, I know like, you know, we're, we're adults. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's my spiel. Uh, cool. <laughs> Can I share something about you that I don't know if anyone else uh, knows on the podcast yet or sure. Let's that, go. go that why you not? You were the, uh, officiant of my wedding. And, yes, that's and right. So you are technically, according to the internet, an online an ordained minister. That's right. For weddings. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so I don't know if your listeners know that, but you were the officiant of our wedding because you longtime friend, and you are so good at, at what you're doing now. Basically, um, oh thanks. And, you know, you're, you're good at entertaining a crowd, and and you speak 
quite articulately and you, you always have a little bit of like, you know, nice quality humor that isn't uh, offensive to people. So <laughs> okay. it's like, it's perfect for a wedding because it like keeps it light and keeps it yeah. fun, but it's not like we wouldn't worry about you going off and saying some story that nobody would know. So, Oh, well that, yeah, that was a fun time. Well, so fun fact. Yeah. One, uh, I remember for whatever, cause we were young when you got married. Yeah. Um, I had a quarterback's play sleeve <laughs> underneath my my suit, yeah. like for kicks. Yeah. And I wrote down like the the things you and your wife wanted uh-huh. to be said at the ceremony because yeah. you guys had sort of like a map. It wasn't just like I was winging it. It was you were like yeah. do these things and then you know maybe just have a little bit of a sort of improv intro, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the only part I actually like made up. Okay. But everything else was just following your script. Yeah. And then I also wrote my notes in a green journal yep. on purpose. Yep. I, like, I went and bought a green <laughs> it's journal. It pretty cool, yeah. But it was like the only one they had was felt. So <laughs> it looked super like 70s disco. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was really an honor and really fun. And yeah, technically yeah. I, I can perform weddings. Yep. Like legally, I guess, yeah. outside of yours. Um, no, no one knows that because you've never been on the show. <laughs> no. I no. had no reason to say it to anybody. Yeah, there's only a handful of people that, you know, that we're at our wedding that we uh, really know so and then and yeah and so i don't i don't really know uh what you're gonna tell but just to touch on what we were saying about me to entertain it in crowds is like i kind of had a recent conversation about intro being an introvert and how i was saying like yeah for some reason like i can like teach a class or even like do a public speech in front of a, a group of people but um and I'm not that I'm like okay with it, but like at a dinner party where I don't know people, like it's like ten people, I, I hate it. Oh yeah, okay. Like I can't do that. Like I feel <laughs> immensely uncomfortable. But for some reason, you know, when you're conducting a course or I don't know, like uh, having to do a public speech where someone's a group is listening to you, I don't yeah. know. For some reason, it's easier for me. Cool. Maybe it's because it's like, like you can't really see faces or expressions. It's just like this mob. That's true. Yeah. It, so it's like you you can kind of zone out that or like the whole like you picture people in your underwear, their underwear <laughs> thing. You know yeah. that pe- yeah. that's like a tactic you use. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, I don't know if your story is going to be about that at all. We'll find no, out. No. But uh, you know, I yeah. So I I think it'll be cool. <clears throat> There's certainly a lot of adult stories that i'm sure i haven't heard because yeah. we don't like live near each other anymore you yeah. know so uh we're not like kids riding bikes <laughs> <laughs> every day after school to go play yeah um so yeah man like whenever you want to start sure yeah um i think i'll, I'll kind of i'll backtrack it give a little backstory to it um and then just kind of continue it on but it's a personal story about kind of where i'm at with some struggles of stuff i'm dealing with with life right now and kind of backtrack it so i think you know pieces of this one so uh, about 12 years ago or so um, I was trying to get in shape and training for a triathlon and I got in a cycling accident and uh, I think you know that I don't remember if you do yeah Uh, I do know that one and it was pretty severe like I um, I I left I remember leaving my house and I remember waking up in the hospital Um, apparently I was lucid the whole time but I don't yeah remember and it was about a eight hour period or so that I just kind of lost and uh you know I fell on my bike you know broke my nose kind of semi cracked my jaw blood all the you know the fun stuff that comes with that um 
obviously pretty severe head trauma. But uh, like since then, um, you know, I've had issues where, you know, I coach volleyball. And so if I get hit with a ball, like it has a pretty large concussion issue for me. I, you know, the, the kind of second impact syndrome, you know, situation you hear about in the NFL and things, it, it happens to me. So like when I get hit in practice, like it takes a few days sometimes for me to get back to hit, normal. Hit, like hit in the head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that, that happens. And, and so basically kind of from there, like people ask me like, Oh, were you scared to get back on a bike or whatever? And it's like, no, cause I don't remember it happening. So like, right. That's never been an issue for me. And, um, so with my job and with everything, you know, I recruit all over the country and I, that's what I do. So I fly in planes all the time. And, um, now kind of moving forward and i think that story matters because that's part of what's been going on in the last couple years i got hit in the head pretty hard Mm. um, with a ball and that kind of had some some long-term effects i think and then my wife's father passed away um and that that was kind of hard because that was a close like uh the first parent that we've had pass away Mm. um and then uh Trump was elected, which I think affected me um, <laughs> psychologically as well. Um, and then I had a kind of a difficult work situation, and all that kind of happened within like a six-month period. Oh and, wow! Okay. Um, so for the past like year and a half, two years, I've had a little bit of like anxiety flying, which is difficult because that's my oh. job. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, and. It, it happened on a trip out here, um, out to California. Um, I just had a, I wouldn't call it a panic attack. I don't know what that really looks like. Um, okay. other than what I see online, but, um, close, like heart racing, fully sweating, like, and I'm with my family. I've got like my wife and my two kids next to me and my wife's like kind of sheltering the kids away from it a little bit so that mm. they don't get scared of like why is dad kind of freaking out on the plane and um so that was a struggle and so i was here in southern california and i couldn't i didn't know what to do to get back i'm like i've got you know a a four hour three hour flight back to texas like what am i gonna do and uh so went to the doctor got some you know some pills you know some benzos and i've never i don't i try not to take medication i Mm -hmm. kind of wean myself away from that um and so I did, and that didn't really help much. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think part of it is just because my brain knew what was going on. It calmed my heart down for sure, but my brain was still going. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and so since then, for the last like year, year and a half, I've really struggled trying to figure it out. And I've been talking to some, you know, like a person about it and working my way through it, and it's gotten better. But yeah. I, I, and I try to like nail it down. Like, okay, is it because I got hit in the head so many times and, and really hard a couple times? Um, is it because of just the psychological stress of watching like a parent, you know, or parent-in-law, you know, pass away or I don't know, I don't know what it is. And so, um, I try to, I don't hide it from people. I mean, I, but I don't tell anybody either, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, until, until now, until now, and now yeah. millions and millions of people, <laughs> of course, millions. No. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important because I do think that people need to realize like, Hey, not everybody, it's not as easy as it is, you know, as it seems to just be functioning. I know people deal with depression and anxiety and whatever, and I don't have it anywhere else in my life, but for whatever reason, and I'm pretty, I'm usually a really logical person and I can talk my way through things and yeah, for whatever reason. And like, you know, people ask, or like my, my therapist person asks about, he's like, Oh, well, is it, 
you know, on the the dis- descent when you're coming down or is it when on takeoff? Because that's typically when people get scared. I'm like, no, it's the middle of the flight. Like, if we're just cruising along and there's turbulence, like, I freak out and I don't know why. Hmm. Um, like, when I'm going, taking off, I feel great. When I'm descending, I feel great. Yeah. Um, so, and I've always, but I've also been afraid of heights, like, most of my life. That's a, that's a thing. But, like, okay. yeah. But never planes. Like, plane, I'm like, hey, I'm inside a plane. It's great, you know? So, it's been a little weird. And so, um, I've rationalized my way out of it, you know, because of cost of flying. And so, I've, I'll drive sometimes or, you know, um, but I'm also flying still occasionally and yeah, I like mentally have to prepare for like two or three days before it. Oh wow. Man. Um, yeah. and then I feel like afterwards it took like a month out of my life because it was just a stressful three hour period. Um, wow. Yeah. So it kind of sucks, but you know, I don't yeah. know how to like, and I've, I'm working through it and I feel like hopefully I can kind of get over the hump one of these days, but you know, getting there. And I got a flight home tomorrow, so. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, yeah, for backstory to this taping, yeah, Steve took a train out here yeah. to California, where we are, uh, from Texas. Yeah. Yeah, and I've never taken a, I've, I've taken train rides in Europe before. Like, yeah. I did, like, a European kind of post-college, well, I wasn't done with college, but post-college for my <laughs> wife. <laughs> um, that's a different story. Right. Uh, post-college side, yeah. for my wife, like, we did, like, a Europe trip, yeah. you know, and kind of jumped on a train and stayed in hostels and that was cool. But I hadn't been on a train for what 15 years since. Um, and so it was actually really fun. It was enjoyable, but part of why I did it is just because I didn't want to deal with flying out here to visit some people and then have that stress. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, um, yeah, I mean like, I guess we can kind of talk about it. It's kind of more of like a, what's happening to you now yeah, kind it's of kinda, thing. it's not like a yeah yeah um no but like i guess the interesting backstory is that i can fill in because we've been friends for so long is um yeah no you definitely have been the guy who can talk your way through things or <laughs> yeah. like talking yourself into an assistant manager job at baskin <laughs> robbins or yeah or even in high school you were Oh, what were you, were you, you got like a student award. It was like most politically incorrect student yeah, or whatever. Yeah, which is interesting. Like, so I got like the most <laughs> politically incorrect and now I'm like super liberal living in Texas. And so it's a very, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of a 180 flip when you think about it. Um, oh, it is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, but so, but certainly, you know, you being outspoken, one way or another was not an issue so no i don't think anyone assumes that like you have anxiety and stuff like that Uh um i do i do remember uh you know yeah i don't know because we used to like can i say we used to think you were super super lazy yeah that's fine No, we were always like, Steve's like the smartest guy, but he's so lazy. Uh, but then it turns out it was because you were having trouble focusing. And yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, it was like you had anxiety issues or whatever. Yeah, well, I had, yeah, I had some ADD issues, um, or yeah. is, so the doctors say. Um, but I and I was on some medication for that, and it just, I didn't like the way it made me feel. You yeah. Know? Um, and so I, like, I didn't, yeah, I wasn't on medication t- until, like, the latter end of college. Um, and yeah. then... Basically, <laughs> to finish college, I needed something, um, or so I thought. And then I cleaned up my diet and started eating, like, really right. well. 
Um, well, yeah, I mean, you made like these changes, right? Yeah, and, and then like, I kicked myself yeah. off the meds because I was like, hey, like, yeah. I eat well. I don't, and now I'm much more stable and it's good. Yeah, I mean, like, it's fu- it's funny because like, I, I, it's so weird. We're like, like, like you and I cannot see each other for a bit, right? And then yeah. it's like you pick up where you left off. Yeah. For some reason, there's just this high school connection, and yeah. it's like. Oh yeah, Steve's high school diet was garbage, <laughs> but he was like an athlete. Like you're yeah. like the you're yeah. like an athlete, but like you're I guess you know when you're a high school kid and your metabolism's like crazy high and you're working out yeah. all the time, you can yeah. eat like garbage mm-hmm. uh, every day, you yeah. know. And then so that's certainly that's what we like, what we did. Like we yeah. we grew up in SoCal where it's franchises and fast food central, so yeah. we ate fast food all the time for for lunch. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess, I guess, so how do you, I guess, how do you, what are some techniques or coping mechanisms you've, you've kind of used for, to help with you, help with your like flying anxieties and stuff? Yeah. I mean, I've been, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say full on meditation, but close, you know, and I've yeah through sports and stuff, I've done a lot of that kind of like introspective, like visualization things like that. And so yeah, that's easy for me um and so that works fairly well um you know i'm not i am (laughs) i don't know if smart is the right word but i am pretty logical and i'm willing to like research things as well as i can and so like i don't i'm not into woo (laughs) um or you know so i don't try like random oils and (laughs) flowers and whatever like i don't even know what woo is well woo like i don't know like kind of fantasy fake fad stuff is the way oh, i would okay. say woo you okay. know like okay. hey it. like try this essential oil it will solve all of your problems right because it's right. an essential oil like well and maybe it does like it, it might have some calming effects and you know whatever but unless the research is pretty clear i tend to not do those kinds of things yeah um i mean if it smells good that's cool but <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um so yeah i try some visualization stuff um i know like i'm typically a kind of a last minute hey, let's just throw stuff in a bag and I got to go. And I stress out a little bit before I leave for trips anyway. Okay. And so I've tried to like plan ahead a little bit better, Mm -hmm. um, which is not easy for me. It's not how I live my life, but um, that has helped a little bit too. Um, But Uh, yeah, I mean, there's really, I've also tried to distract myself from everything, like be watching like a movie and have a game on my phone at the same time. So mm -hmm. like I can switch back and forth between the two to keep my mind. Mm Mm-hmm on something new you know um, um but can i ask you about the 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 flight where you had this crazy sure like, almost attack or panic or yeah i mean I, I, yeah we can get into that flight it's actually kind of because like what story like because you had your family with you mm-hmm. and then what um like were you self-aware that you were going through something do you yeah. know what i mean yeah like i was like what's wrong like i'm not it was and i think that's what made me kind of so anxious is that I knew there was nothing really wrong with the plane or with yeah life, you know, or, you know, for everyone else, everyone else was like just chilling. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't, um, I was like heart going full speed, shaking a little bit. I mean, and when I say sweating, like profusely sweating, so you had like, um, I, I guess it's a panic attack. I don't know. Um, so your brain, like you knew that something, this is not yeah. the bright way to, to be but then your body wouldn't body wouldn't list. catch back up oh, that's, yeah huh. and it's hard because i'm so in control of everything else like that's kind of yeah well i mean yeah you're 
I mean, by by, by profession, <laughs> yeah, you're in charge. Job, you you're know? in charge yeah. of this whole you know program at, yeah. your, at your school. Yeah, uh, for volleyball. Um, so yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess is is it something to do with like you? Normally, you're in a position of like leadership or, or control, or you're in charge, and then you are you just can't control yourself. Like, yeah, I think that I mean that thought went through my head for sure. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, and it's hard because like my brain whether ADD or whatever, my brain tends to go pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, So like when I'm in public, like I speak sometimes for my job, you know, at interviews and post game things. And I consciously try to slow myself down because if I talk the way my brain wants to go, Mm. I'll just, even like right now I'm trying to slow myself down because I'll just talk too fast. Um, And Uh, so at the time I was on this plane and I was thinking, wow, I'm going to California. Okay. I'm there for three days. Okay. Then I've got another three and a half hour flight home. What am I going to do on that flight? And Oh crap. Like do my family's with me? Like, are they going to fly? And then do I have to drive a car back or like, and so I'm just going through like every scenario possible. Oh wow. Um, and then like, I mean, this probably all happened the first minute when I started to, yeah get anxious and then oh wow my my whole career is based on flying and you know from spot to spot that's right what am i gonna do and you know what what if the team sees me like panic on a flight and you know i have people that have you know freshmen sometimes come in from a small town and they've never been on a plane and what are they gonna do if like the adult they look up to like (laughs) is freaking out on a plane too and yeah and so all that goes through my head which makes it significantly worse right um yeah. And I know it's just a little, it's, it's probably a small thing that I can get past, but, and I've been, I, I've done, you know, okay. Like I had two flights with the team this year. I had a bunch of recruiting flights last spring. Um, they were hard, but manageable. Yeah. Um, you know, post that initial kind of freak out, shout out to, uh, I forget her name now. I, I, emailed her afterwards i told i walked so my first flight after this panic situation Mm -hmm. we're flying back home my wife was like hey if you want to sit in a different row so that Mm. we're not there to so you have to think about you know worrying about us we can do that but i didn't i I sat next to them just like normal yeah um but i walked up to the, the flight attendant and i said hey just so you know i fly all the time but for whatever reason a few days ago i had this issue just be aware of it so if I'm white knuckling it or something, you yeah, know, just yeah. be aware. And she's like, okay. And yeah, middle of the way through that flight, I wasn't doing so hot. And she literally just stood in the aisle and was like rubbing my back and like talking to me. And it was oh. like, wow, like you're awesome. And so when we landed, this was kind of Christmas, post Christmas time. And so I just said, Hey, can I get your email? I just want to send you a thank you and send her a nice little thank you with like an Amazon gift card. Cause I felt like I had to give her something sure. <laughs> um, and everybody wants to buy things online. So well, um, Amazon runs the world. Yeah. So at this point, why not give Jeff Bezos more money? Uh, <laughs> well, he's going to lose a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he will also do that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, not to get, not to, I mean, these, uh, these episodes are timeless, but at the time of this taping, the mm-hmm. leader of Amazon yes. is going to lose like $70 million, billion dollars or something in a divorce. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> which is ridiculous, but yeah. So uh, that's what he gets for taking over Whole Foods. So, 
Whole Foods is cheaper though. It is cheaper now. I mean, for the consumer, <laughs> yeah. for you and I, like yeah. at least we can afford to go there. Yeah. But yeah. There's, he has made it slightly better, so we'll there, give him that. There's but. a there's a fallout. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, I just wanted I don't know. I feel like for me it's a healthy thing to share this, I think, to get it out yeah. obviously to you as a friend and then to the world. Um I think it is just kind of relieving and also I, I'm assuming I'm not the only person. I mean I know it's always been obvious me on planes you can see who yeah is uncomfortable to start with, yeah. you know. Um well, I was going to say, like, because, um, you know, thus far in my podcast catalog, you're you're the first person from the sports world, yeah. uh, like, by trade. Um, so, it, you know, because, like, in sports, like, there's def- – regardless of the sport, there's this the attitude of, like, tough it out. You can't yeah. show that you're – vulnerable because then that's how your opponent's just gonna beat you you (laughs) know like that's just that's in every sport really like you gotta you gotta tough it up or um so it is interesting to kind of hear when someone like in your position or the sports world or or whatever is sharing like a well here's a vulnerable spot for me Mm -hmm. or like for some reason i just like i'm starting to freak out in flights and and it wasn't something that you had an issue with right for for the bulk of your yeah life until like just recently where you're like i can't yeah i mean i'd argue i've flown more than 90 <laughs> percent of the population easily you know and oh yeah um you know i mean i've everything from small commuter flights to a previous job i we chartered flights to you know obviously large commercial jets and i mean it's anything and everything and yeah so I, i've been telling myself like on the sports side i don't want to be john madden you know i John Madden kind of famously never flew. Um, That's right. Even w- even when he was an announcer, like he yeah. would bus or train or drive. Um, yeah, he bust everywhere. So I don't want to be John Madden, you know, and I don't think I am because I've I have said like, hey, I'm just doing this, you know, I'm flying anyway, deal yeah. with it, and so I have dealt with it. It's just it's not fun to deal with. It's not yeah. something I I want to do, um, but yeah, it's something I have to do. So um, you know, um, well, here's a come so like you're a coach right yeah. and you know like if you i guess how do you how do you personally deal with when a player kind of sh- reveals like a vulnerable element uh, of them yeah yeah when, um, when you know you're like hey you gotta like we gotta win or whatever mm-hmm. like how do you how do you deal with that yeah we have <laughs> as a coach i think i mean i've been doing collegiate volleyball for almost 15 years now um really yeah oh wow which man. is kind of crazy that's cool um i, I didn't 14 I didn't, yeah i didn't realize but, um yeah that's a head coach for three now um, okay but assisting for you know another 11 um <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to look back at but um yeah i think more and more that's a bigger part of it is trying to get athletes to perform um at their best when they're most comfortable mm, um, okay you know the the tough it out mentality, it's still kind of there, but it's not as much as it used to be. Um, maybe, maybe on the collegiate side, it's maybe yeah. that's part of it versus professional side. But, um, I think, you know, we have a lot of resources. We've got actual counselors and, you know, a, a nutritionist and a sports psychology person. And so we have mm-hmm. these really awesome resources for them, but sometimes they just want to talk to their coach and, yeah. You know, as an assistant, I had a lot more of those conversations because I think players felt more comfortable talking to assistant coaches. Okay. Um, this year I've had, we had a kind of a, a major family issue with one of our players and 
can't really get into specifics, but you know, it was, I'm now as close to her and her, her family as any player I've ever coached. And so mm-hmm. that's as difficult as it can be sometimes. I think it's also really nice because that's part of why we coach. We want to be close to, you know, a small group of people. Um, you know, I don't want to be friends with a thousand people. I want to be like close to a handful, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's difficult. And sometimes you don't know what lines to cross of like, okay, Hey, this is a really difficult situation. You need to talk to a professional Yeah. yeah. Um, or this sounds rough. Let me here. If you want to talk, I'll just sit here and listen, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know it's, it's a fine line. And I think what's weird is we all get into, on my side, we get into coaching because we like the sport and we like the team stuff. Yeah. Um, but none of us that I know, I don't know any head coaches that are maybe one or two, but that are like, have a master's or a PhD in psychology, you know? I mean, that's, that's kind of the farthest from it, you know, like my, my degrees in exercise science, you know, which yeah. is important, but it has nothing to do with this stuff, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's interesting to see that play out now. Um, and I, there's been some TEDx talks and, you know, YouTube talks of yeah. athletes that are depressed and going through issues and, you know, NFL has post-concussion stuff and, yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah. just like, I kind of feel like, I mean, I'm just a fan of sports, but that you, sometimes I feel like sports, like the, the, the old school coaches and people aren't caught up with how people are now. Yeah. Right. So it's like, they're doing this old mentality of like, you're going to bleed your way through this practice <laughs> and win. But I'm yeah. like, but kids don't grow up like that anymore. No. So like, the, no. they're just, they don't grow up that way. Like I noticed them like. Like the NBA, like everybody's friends. Yeah. Like that was not the NBA you and I grew up with, where like people hated each other, like yeah. for real. And they would never associate outside of uh, the court or outside yeah. of the game. Like you just, if you're not on the same team, you're not friends. But now, like, yeah, everyone's buddies. Everyone mm-hmm. has, you know, they're closer to their, their, their shoe sponsor yeah. mates than they are actually their teammate. <laughs> you know, it's like, so it's like a different yeah. vibe. Like, so I don't always think the sports reflect. Yeah. the or like the you know the the administration the coaching like doesn't always reflect who the players are yeah and so then you get all these conflicts or whatever yeah and you see like like steve kerr's success of like just being a person you know and like letting his players play and like i mean like the interviews steve kerr has are pretty awesome like you know popovich is the same way like he's just who he is and he's kind of outspoken and yeah but he's always taking the player side and like you can tell those players like are willing to do whatever just to be themselves around him you know i feel like Um, they yeah like those two coaches for example adapt to who they're coaching now they're like yeah these are you know young people under 30 mostly and this is just they grew up differently and yeah this is how they (laughs) roll and this is how you have to adapt and you know um but that's yeah that because i don't know i feel like it's in a state of like for sports, like transitional, like uh, old school mentalities are trying to change or like now you have more, I guess, younger coaches mm-hmm. that are in high profile spots. So then they yeah. can kind of be more, you know, influential on players yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, sports is interesting and it has a very, I don't know, like my wife's not a sports person, you know? Um, right. So we have, these, <laughs> we have these discussions like fairly often of like, how impactful I think sports can be on society. And yeah. I think she realizes it, but also doesn't 
<laughs> want to acknowledge it sometimes. <laughs> um, and I get that too, but I mean, the reality is, yeah, like, you know, when you see like an NFL player say like, Hey, I'm depressed, you know, like that has a pretty big impact on society or like, you know, when a player like comes out with like their sexuality, like that has a pretty huge impact on society. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, better or worse like that's just kind of where we're at like those people are important you know um they've always been you know yeah. i mean it, it's just yeah it, it's a thing because i think we all wish we could be like them you know yeah um, i think like, we could yeah. be like mike i guess you know from I think our generation but i think they've always been it's just the topics are now different yeah like 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 players use their influence back in the day for different issues yeah and now whatever issues are present or like you know people come out and say yeah. stuff you're like oh okay yeah. um and as a coach i think it's weird to navigate that like you know what you're saying with my story too it's like i've got my own personal i don't know if it's an issue i guess but that i'm dealing with and then i've got players on my team that are probably dealing with similar you know sure um, yeah and actually there's a girl on my team who, who she kind of knows and uh she's from uh she's from new zealand and she had a 19 hour flight home for christmas and I'm just like, and she came in, she was talking about it. Like, yeah, I've got my 19 hour flight coming up. And like, I didn't get anxious, but I was like anxious for her. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> what are you going to do for 19 hours? Like, right. That sounds awful for you. You know, yeah. are, are you going to be okay? <laughs> that sounds bad. But you know, she's like, I'm young. I'll just sleep, you know, and play some games and watch some movies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah. So let me, let me kind of close out, uh, I kind of ask this all the time and I think you already alluded to it already, but, um, you know, like, how do you feel now? Like, are you kind of, yeah. we've touched on a bit, but just to like, and end on like, how do you feel like you, you know, I'm sure your players are going to listen to this, right? Cause they yeah. want, they want to hear yeah. what coach is saying. So <laughs> I, I feel a little better, um, knowing that, I mean, it's easy obviously to share with a friend. I think that's good. Um, you know, to be able to share it to the world, I think is good. Um, it's not like I've been hiding it. I don't hide anything really. Um, but nobody's known, so they haven't known to ask, you know, why well, didn't know um, for yeah, sure, you know? And Absolutely. so, yeah. um, so it's one of those things where like, I'm open about whatever I'll talk about anything. And so now I guess I feel, you know, there's no judgment obviously on your end. And so it's like, oh, well, I might as well be able to share it with anybody. And if I ever do have an issue, I can like, you know, shoot your text and be like, Hey, yeah. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Tell me I'm fine, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, I don't know. I think that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Hopefully maybe it helps one of your listeners to understand that like, it's okay. And I think so too. You yeah. can get past it pretty easily. I mean, I'm, I've probably flown 15 times since then and they've improved a little bit each time, Yeah, you know, but yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say it's perfect. Sure. I mean, like even last week I had a, a one hour flight from Corpus Christi to Dallas each way and I up and back in the same day. So I had two flights mm. an hour each in the same day. And the one there made me a little nervous and but I was okay. It's like an hour. I'm like I can do this. Yeah. And then the way back I was fine. You know? Yeah. I had a little bit like maybe five minutes of nervousness, but I was fine. Yeah. And so it's doable, you know. Yeah. I mean, no, I didn't just yeah, the close out. Yeah, I mean like you sharing that is more like Right. I'm not like judging. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. then I'm not going to suggest like a six hour f- airplane trip somewhere, <laughs> you know, for like 
our families to hang out or whatever because yeah. i'm like oh yeah that's probably not a good one hey we, we could no see like I or, think, or you know like i you, think we could you said and then i would tell you like hey no because of yeah and then this. Like, all right well, let's maybe, look at something else right know? exactly yeah. like it's just it's but it fun. opens up the discussion yeah uh and that's uh yeah i guess that's what we're here for <laughs> um, so yeah just uh, want to thank steve for being on the show uh just know that he used to scoop ice cream and now he's a head coach for a division one of a volleyball program so yeah. that's awesome uh so yeah i guess uh, we'll talk soon and uh bye all right ready for another episode well check us out at beststoryinevertold.com or also find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or a number of other podcast aggregators. And if you're interested in sponsoring a future episode of this series, please contact us at beststoryinevertold@gmail.com. at gmail.com. <laughs>